Well, hello and Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to a Christmas Eve edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I, of course, am Mr. Warren Hayes, and yes, we are, we, it is indeed absolutely 100% Christmas Eve right now, it's the moment we're recording here, it is December 24th, 2020, right here, recording live on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And yes, I'm doing this live despite the fact that it is Christmas Eve. Why not? Why not kick off? Why why not kick off the uh, uh, the evening uh, like this? Why not the, like give a good send off uh, or not a send off? It's the opposite of a send off. A kickoff Ooh, yeah. <laughs> to the to uh, to 2020 with this, right? Um, so. I, I'm I'm really happy. Basically, is what I'm trying to say that to to be here this evening to start off uh, to start off the, the 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 Christmas celebrations or whatever uh, you you're celebrating. I you know I know a lot of people celebrate different things during this time of year. We talk Christmas a lot. I, to me, it's more it's more of a um, yeah. It, it, I'm also old, right? So you know I have a tendency to talk about Christmas, but to me, it's more it, it, it's an umbrella kind of term where I just like, let's, let's gather everything, gather everyone, uh, who's celebrating at this time of year, joy, good tidings, all that stuff. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to lie. There's, I'm, I have a little tear in my eye right now because, um, there's a whole bunch of you here tonight again, joining me live. And I'm, I'm a little touched. Uh, I'm very humbled, uh, that, uh, that you guys are taking time, uh, to come here. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, um, so many of you is what I'm trying to say. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So, uh, so let's do it. Let's do the shout outs. Who's here already? Tim Trevor. <laughs> Good to see you, Tim. Uh, Kelly Tonjes as well is here. Flowman has joined us. Good to see you, sir. Uh, we also got Anthony Gaston, who's here as well. J.K. Schwal, how you doing, J.K.? Brian Payne as well. Uh, Jared Simons, who is joining us all the way in, in all the way from New Zealand. So it is the 25th over in New Zealand. Officially, Merry Christmas, Jared, and thank you for allowing me into your uh, into your home uh, today on this on this holiday. Nick Wolf is here as well. Our boy Wild Boy, Wild Boy. It's here as well. Good to see you. Robert, Larry, how you doing? Uh, DGMC is here. Look at that. And Wrestling Plug Inc., who we refer to now as Plugo moving forward. Uh, and of course, Evan, right? It's good to see everyone. Ooh, yeah. um, I'm so glad. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad to see you all here this evening. Thank you very much for 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 joining me here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you want, go right ahead. Give the video a like. That that kind of stuff always helps out. It helps out tons. It really, really does. And uh, and I will appreciate uh I will appreciate that. Helps. It really helps get the uh get the good word out there. Um then uh okay, so there we go. Beltbells.com also that's another place you should visit during your holidays uh for uh, it's your women's wrestling wire we've got stuff coming up over on belt to bells of course it's going to be a little quiet during the holidays but then on over there subscribe to the YouTube channel you can find that we've got more great content coming uh, coming down the pipe over there interviews and whatnot check it out that's always great there uh and um and yeah oh 
Couple of programming notes, maybe just before we go forward. This is officially the 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 last Mr. Warren Hayes Show podcast of 2020. I will not be recording next week. I will be back the week after, which is going to be what the six, the seven. I don't know, but I'll I'll be back basically in two weeks time from now uh, to ring in the new year with uh, with y'all. Uh, and I will also not be doing. Uh, a slate, a pre-show, basically tomorrow before SmackDown, I will be having Christmas dinner uh, over on my end over here, and uh, Ooh, there will yeah. not be a slate either on the 30th, on January 30th either, I will be traveling at that uh, at that moment, I'll be, I'll be uh, uh, completely inaccessible, so... Uh, so thank you, uh, thank you for making a note of that, but then we'll resume our regular schedule moving forward afterwards, uh, once all, once all this, all these Christmas disruptions are done. <laughs> so there we go. So thank you very much. Uh, if you are a patron of the Mr. Warren Hayes show, but of course you can come join me after once we're done here, I am still do. I'll be doing the last Warren is off the clock edition, the post stream that we do for patrons only. Uh, we take calls from patrons, we take chats from patrons, we talk about wrestling-related stuff, of course, and tonight we are going to be polling the patrons and asking them, what's one good thing you liked out of this year, and what's a bad thing that you liked out of this year, of course, wrestling-related, because there's a lot of stuff otherwise that you could put. Um... So, so the yeah, so that's going to be happening uh, tonight. Uh, you can also join the Mr. Warren Hayes Show uh, YouTube channel as a member. If you do that, you get access to a whole bunch of new emojis, emo emotes, as the uh, I think is the proper term these days. The emotes. Uh, I switched. I added an emote and I switched some emotes around. So if you want to explore those and try them out, if you're a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel, it's also a great way to show support for the channel. If you come to the live shows. It's probably, you know, it's a lot of fun. Emotes. Emotes of fun. Why am I talking? And, uh, and of course, uh, you can always, um, you can always leave us a super chat. And I will, uh, I will read your question, comment, thought, or mood on the air, live, for everyone to remember forever. So that it'll be uh, inscribed into the annals of, uh, of the universe. I hate I shouldn't have said anals. Um, Nick Wolf left us a super chat first and foremost. Thank you very much, Nick. It says, Warren, save me. I'm helping wrap gift, uh, Christmas presents. I'm usually at work during the stream. Is Wrestle Kingdom canceled because of the juice injury? <laughs> no, no. Wrestle Kingdom is is fine. Despite the fact that Juice Robinson got, uh, got injured. Believe that. <laughs> that's, that's something in and about itself. Um, no, uh, but I, I guess I could talk. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it once we get into the inspection proper, just before we, uh, just before we kick everything off. I think, I think that'll be fun. We should, well, I should, I should at least touch on it. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer in full in a few minutes. Um, JK Schwal left us a super chat. Thank you very much, JK. He says, Mr. Warren Hayes show is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, I, uh, you guys give back tons as well. So it's. It's very easy. It's very easy to give uh, when you consider all the the support that you guys um, all, all the support that you guys uh, provide here. And Jared Simmons uh, left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. As Merry Christmas. Loved all your work this year. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, thank you for hanging out this year. Thank you all. Uh, thank all of you uh, for uh, coming and hanging around. That's great stuff. 
so that that so that's fantastic stuff. Uh, Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says very raw on Christmas for me, please, Warren. <laughs> um, well, we are going to talk about raw, but I, there's much more interesting things to talk about Monday Night Raw. If you ask me, I'll do oh, my best yeah. for you, Evan. You can you can ca- you can count on me. You can count on me. All right, let's get to it then, folks. We're let, we're we're all warmed up now. Let's jump right into the weekly wrestling inspection. Um, let's uh, just so as I was saying, uh, now that we officially started the inspection, now we can talk about this kind of stuff a little more. Uh, going back to uh, to Nick Wolf super chat. Uh, talking about uh, Juice Robinson being injured, being taken out of night one of Wrestle Kingdom, where Juice uh, was uh, going to fight Kenta for a uh, t- uh, for a shot of winning the IWGP United States Champion Heavyweight Championship uh, 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 briefcase to challenge for the U.S. title, which is currently held by one John Moxley. Juice got injured on the road to the Tokyo Dome on one, one of the shows. I think he has an orbital bone. God damn that. That has to hurt, though. Having an orbit... And, and then your your job after... Just consider this for a second. Oh, hey, by the way. Hello. Hello there, Aaron Entertainment. Good to see you. And hello, Sengir Vampire Tom. It's good to see you, man. Good. Welcome back to the chat. And, of course, Carlos is here. Hello. Now, just think about this for a second, folks. An orbital bone. Like, this is the shit that goes around your eye. And then your job, like, is to occasionally get uh, fake punched in the face. Even though it's a fake... But your job is to get punched in the face afterwards. Jesus, that's gotta hurt. And that's gotta be just an awful injury moving forward. I mean, not not that there's... I mean, there's... uh, Not that there's good injuries, you know? But you know what I mean. It's gotta be about... Anyway, so juice is out. So the big speculation was, who's it going to be? Who's going to replace Juice? And I think, I don't know why that they always go back to Juice Robinson in these and New Japan, U.S. title situations. I don't know why. Yeah, I really think Juice needs to be as far away from that title as possible. That's just me. Uh, not because he sucks. I think it's because it, for him to evolve and change and move forward kind of thing. But um, but as DGMC said in this in his super chat, thank you very much. Says Juice doesn't do a Springsteen entrance at Wrestle Kingdom this year. No, unfortunately, that is not going to happen. But let's circle around here. Let's bring this all back. And and uh, basically, Kojima, who is uh, has has officially challenged Kenta. I think it's as of today, as if the as of the or was it the the. Uh, the December 23rd show, excuse me, because I, I watched it today. I caught up today while I was making eggnog. I made eggnog. I have eggnog in my fridge, chilling. It'll be ready for tomorrow. Uh, non-alcoholic eggnog, but, you know, if you really want to add a little shot of bourbon in it, go right ahead. But technically, it's, nice. it's, it's, it's going to be good regardless. Anyway, so <laughs> so basically, I have, uh, so, so basically, Kojima has, um, has challenged uh, has challenged Kenta to uh, to um, to the briefcase on night one, right? Now, 
so, so I think this is pretty cool because Satoshi Kojima, now I, I've seen, you know, I saw a lot of people who are like, ah, why are they putting this guy here? You know, and, and there's a case to be made where it's like, where, where, where are Tommy issues? Where are shows where, you know, and, and, and I mean, every Wrestle Kingdom comes around and it's the same question we always have. It's like, what about Tommy Ishii? What about Tomohiro Ishii every year? But I think you get that in show into the, into the pocket this year. He's been absolutely fantastic for, for, uh, he had an absolutely fantastic 2020. Ishii, again, he's been an MVP throughout the entire year, throughout the New Japan Cup. Uh, throughout the G1, he's just, he's, it's impossible for that guy to have a bad match. But as far as Kojima goes, Satoshi Kojima, Kojima is, he's an all-star in Japan. He's a big time name. Here it might not resonate as much, especially if you're a newer fan, but Kojima is a two-time IWGP heavyweight champion. He's part of a legendary tag team, uh, Tenkozi as well. Um, as far as much as you can get a legendary tag team in uh, in in New Japan pro wrestling, it's as close as you can get. Um, he, you know, it's he's a big time player. Went to all Japan for years, came back to New Japan, and I feel never really got the big homecoming he he needed. You know, for a while he was you know he was up there and he was doing stuff with uh, Hiromu, uh, not Hiromu, but Hiroshi Tanahashi as well. So. Kojima getting a um, Kojima getting a uh, um, a Wrestle Kingdom moment. I think it was for the first time in seven years that he's been booked on uh, on Wrestle Kingdom. I think I read that. I I could be wrong though. It's been a while. I think this is great. I think it's fantastic. Now this this question here leads us into something else. However. Okay, now this is where this is where it starts getting this is where it might get a little a little interesting. If they're defending the briefcase on night one, when are they putting the title on the line? Right? We're still at the same situation we were. John Moxley has not been announced for the show yet. And we had a little discussion about this on the Discord. By the way, you should join the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord. Um the uh uh, we sh- we should understand this that um the, despite the fact Ooh, that yeah. you know we don't know what the what the arrangements and relationships are between AEW and New Japan we don't we know that there's at least a tacit agree- agreement or at least Moxley was able to negotiate this in his contract that he could work New Japan dates he's done it uh, last year the AEW title Ooh, was yeah. on Wrestle Kingdom and the promotion was officially, like, officially had started its primetime television, October, November, December, like three and a half months previous to that, right? Just about, just a little over three months. So, I mean, right? <laughs> the, we don't know what, we don't know what the situations are. And I think it's plausible to think that reasonable, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I still have a good feeling that it might happen. I'm not saying, guys, it's absolutely going to happen or that it should happen, but I feel it might happen. And it's reasonable to expect that New Japan would want one of its champions on its main card, especially when it's a champion, a wrestler that will generate more views in the United States. Right? Because people will watch 
New Japan. They'll buy it on Fight or they'll sub to New Japan World to see John Moxley. I I think Mox would be a draw in this type of situation. I really do. So I don't. So honestly, my idea would be briefcase defense on the on the uh, on the on night one, and then on night two, Moxley's there. Oh, thank you very much, Anakin, for the very kind super chat. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. We'll get to the super chats in a bit, but thank you very very much. I appreciate that. Um. So yeah, so there we go. Um. That's my that like that's my thought overall. Like I, I still think the thing with John Moxley is possible. I still think it's plausible. Yes, he's supposed to show up at Dynamite ne- next week, but they didn't say he will be there live, right? I I I, I can't help but think that he's he's been in Japan for a bit. He's been in Japan for a while. I think that I, I'm, and I got I have nothing, nothing. No news, no insider scoopsies, no backstage information. I don't know. This is just like a gut feeling I have. And I still think he'll show up. I think he's going to show up on, I thought he would have done it by now. But maybe they're going to let, I don't I don't know what they're up to. But I really, really and sincerely feel that he's going to show up on the road too. And something something's gonna happen i promise you i promise you something it it's there got a couple of super chats let's go through them here thank you all everyone you're being very kind this evening uh not that you're not not that you're not usually just like especially so soon i really appreciate it um tom sangir vampire dropped a super chat no message thank you very much oh wait no he was (laughs) he says dang uh, dang it, I was saying I was paying for my case of Warren's eggnog. <laughs> I didn't make a case, though. Look, uh, we'll do the taste test tomorrow, and if it's if it warrants uh, mass production, I'll, I'll let y'all know. Um, Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you very much. This former MLW champ, Satoshi Kojima, by the way. Indeed. Uh, uh, former... Uh, um, uh, former All Japan champion. What is it? I can't... I, um, the name of their title... Uh, escapes me uh former nwa world's champion as well like he's that's the thing it's like if if you turn around you're like why kojima well he's got the history the it, it, it kind of makes sense and actually he should be more highly regarded by western fans but i know that there's a lot of new viewers to new japan uh very very recent viewers the elite and all of that you know when Bullet Club brought in a whole bunch of new people, so I know that's new. But he he's highly decorated indeed. DGMC left us a super chat. Again, thank you very much. Says Kojima's big hit in the US was Punk impersonating Homicide talking about Kojima in a shoot interview 15 years ago. Kojima, Lariat, Lariat. I I I don't I'd have to see that. That's probably out on YouTube somewhere. CM Punk impersonating Homicide talking about Kojima in a shoot interview. I got to check that. That sounds hilarious. Thank you for the uh, for the super chat, DGMC. Anakin left us a very kind super chat. Thank you very much. Says, Merry Christmas, everyone. Listening while wrapping gifts for my son. Hey, hey. We're, we are the soundtrack to your gift wrapping tonight. Please be safe tomorrow. 
I can tell you firsthand, COVID's no joke. Dad is still struggling with it after two weeks. That's a uh, shame to hear. Uh, hope your dad goes up on the upswing. I know uh, Anakin, Anakin's family had a struggle had to struggle with COVID recently. Um, still sucks to hear that your that your father's uh, affected by it. But uh, we're keeping uh, keeping our hearts and uh, our you're keeping you in our hearts and our thoughts, Anakin, and prayers as well for those of you who uh, for for those of you who 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 express that way as well. Absolutely. And he ends the the super chat by saying, "Iconics greater than TJ," which is a subject of great controversy in the Mister Warren Hayes Discord, which you should join, by the way. Uh, that being said, by the way, if you guys are bored on uh, Saturday, uh, December 26, or you know just want to break from the holidays, or maybe you're a little bummed out, come and join us. Ooh, yeah. uh, we're doing a uh, we're doing a uh, a wrestling uh, watch along marathon. We're going to be streaming some matches that were picked by the Discord uh, members by the Mr. Warren Hayes community. It still feels weird to say. I'm not quite used to leaning into the word community, but that's essentially what it's turning into. Uh, yeah, but I would love that. I would absolutely love if you guys would like to to join us. We've got a good nine to ten hours of wrestling to watch. It's going it's going to be something. Uh, we're going to be around for a while. We'll have trivia, wrestling trivia, probably some. Hey, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get some Among Us games in there. If you so, if you're around this Saturday, you want a break from the holidays, you want to pop in for a while. We'll be there. The Mister Warren Hayes Discord. Now's the time to join more than ever. J.K. Schwal left us a super chat. Thank you very much. He says B.S. I think that means bullshit. We all know Yoshi-Hashi is your inside source, giving you all the scoops of Moxley being in Japan. And here's another guy. Look at how wacky wild 2020 is, has been. Here's a guy where I'm like, why is Yoshi-Hashi not on the Wrestle Kingdom card? That blows my mind, folks. Because he's had a really good 2020. He's impressed a lot of us, a lot of doubters like myself. I'll be I'll be the first to know to, to, to admit that. I'm a Yoshihashi downer. Doubter, not downer. Uh, but he had that, he had that uh he had that fantastic. It was fantastic stuff. Um uh, he had these fantastic matches. So why isn't he on the Wrestle Kingdom card? Show and Tomohiro. Anyway, Evan Wright left us a super chat again. Thank you very much. Very much, Evan. He says, uh, what would you do if Omega showed up on the big screen in the dome after Ibushi wins the titles on night two to congratulate him and challenge him? <clears throat> I am absolutely expecting that to happen. Because I, 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 I think uh Kota Ibushi leaves Wrestle Kingdom with with uh with the straps. I think I think he beats Naito on night 1 and he beats Jay White on night 2. And then I fully expect Kenny Omega to show up in one form or another and have that have that happen. And I what would I do? Pop. <laughs> but I mean like huge. That would be such a big deal. And this could, it, and it's actually the the most logical moving the most logical step moving forward in the Kenny Omega Don Callis taking over the world angle, right? It's wild. I I'm that's what I'm expecting to happen. That's what I hope happens. I'm really ex I'm excited for that. But but you know even if it's Jay White who show you know who ends up winning. As long as Kenny shows up at the end, 
Kenny Omega and Jay White. Jay White in his current form right now versus Omega. <laughs> if this was a glass of water, I'd spill it all over myself. But it's cola. <laughs> not glad. Not really. <laughs> Want to say hello to Mr. Fantastic, Daniel Marshall, the Nick Nutter. Wishing all of you a Merry Christmas as well. We've got Chris Greenlee here. Hello. Nice to see you. We got Joe. Go and deny now. Good to see you as well. Fantastic. I, I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little overwhelmed to see so many people uh, with us tonight, um, joining us live. I'm, I'm a little. Thank you. You're, you're making my Christmas uh, start off on the, uh, on the right foot. Let's get some final thoughts on WWE TLC, uh, which happened uh, this Sunday. And where are my little, where, where, there we go. There's bean soda trash. Boop. I liked WWE TLC a lot. This, this show was very, very, very good. It was a strong show by WWE. And I think it was their most, consistent from top to uh, from top to nearly bottom kind of I I it's really fantastic I thought I thought it was a really really great uh I thought it was a really great show let's talk about it a bit the uh the pre-show match was Biggie Daniel Bryan uh Chad Gable and Otis defeating King Corbin Sami Zayn Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura in an eight um in an eight man Tag team match. It was good. Uh, you know, nothing that you don't yet you wouldn't see on a uh, on an edition of of SmackDown. But um, definitely not the pits. It was far from being bad. I liked it. It was fine. Um, the um, uh, Drew McIntyre. Then we opened. This was the opener. Drew McIntyre defeated AJ Styles and eventually the Miz uh, in a triple threat. That what ended up being a triple threat. Tables, ladders, and chairs match retains his WWE championship. This was really good. A super strong opener, despite all the shenanigans. Um, as mentioned, this was it was a triple threat. Miz came in and uh cashed in his money in the bank briefcase. Um, and I I thought it was a strong match. I thought it was fun. I thought it was really, really entertaining. I thought, you know. You go into this match, you say AJ Styles is going to make uh, Drew McIntyre look like a million bucks, and that's exactly what happened. AJ, uh, AJ made him look super strong, but so did the Miz afterwards. And Drew ended up being beating up three guys because there was John Morrison who was also involved to retain his title. So it makes even less sense to me, folks. And I'm going to come back to this that Drew had to lose, or at least that Drew couldn't have lost clean. To Roman, because here's the thing: if you if you if you position Roman as the the top guy in the company, like the invincible dude, right, and you put him up against anyone, and you put him up against your second strongest guy, and really someone where you're like, who's the strongest between the two of them, and you have Roman beat Drew clean, but in the prospect that you're bringing Drew around to a TLC match that is going to become a triple threat match. And that Drew is going to effectively have to beat three guys on one night in one match to win his title. Drew is fine. So he could have really, he could have taken the clean loss. It would have made a great story down the road. You had this match in your sleeve. So the way it was booked and everything. 
Drew would have come out look, looking like a million dollars regardless. And Roman, Roman Reigns would have just been an invincible son of a bitch at this point. He just would have been a, a super strong, masterful man. You know, like elevating a dude. I, I don't, I don't understand. But still, this match was really good. Um, Sasha Banks defeated Carmella by uh, by uh, by submission, yes, with the uh, bank statement uh, to retain the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, the final third of this match absolutely ruled. Uh, the, uh, a little cool at first, um, and then like midway, I, I you felt like they were it was starting to pick up. Couple of moves were a little were were a little rough, but Jesus Christ, that final third was great, and Carmella turned it up. And it's good because I was at a point. There were two points towards the final third. It was like, no, it's just starting to get good. Don't end it here. And they were like, nah, we're not ending it here. And I'm like, yes, it was really good. I thought it was strong. Carmella worked really well with Sasha. Uh, this this was a lot of fun. It was a, a, a fun match to watch. There you go. The hurt business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Good idea. Uh, great idea to switch the titles up. This was this was good. Uh, as good as you expect from these guys. The New Day are fantastic. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton are great. Cedric Alexander has life that has been breathed into him. And he is great. Uh, plus, there's Big Swole who memes uh, on all the sexual things she's going to do to him on Twitter when he wins matches. So all of this just makes me want Cedric Alexander to win more and more. It's good stuff. Asuka and Charlotte Flair defeated Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler to become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. So this is really cool. I know I'm not the first who's going to say it. This is It's an old meme at this point. But... Then Lana Nia Jax feud finally ends with Charlotte and Asuka winning the tag team titles. This is how, you see how, and they, listen, they didn't even bring Lana in like hobbling on a crutch, you know, over to, uh, over to the ring to sort of crack it across Nia Jax's back. There was nothing, nothing from Lana. Like this story is completely dumped. It's uh, retcon dunzo. It's stupid. I co- I absolutely loathe this. Uh, and and then even on Raw, they didn't even reference. They didn't even bring Lana on for a vignette, like from the hospital or recuperating. It's like, good job, Asuka. You did it for us. You know, kind of thing. Nothing. So that pisses me off. Because why would why did any of us get invested in this story? Why did any of us get invested in this story up until this point? Are we better? And then Charlotte Flair turned out to be the surprise, um, which was which was fine. Don't get me wrong. I am absolutely okay with um, I am absolutely okay with um, uh, uh, um, with Charlotte Flair being back in wrestling. I I I believe. The WWE Women's Division is better with uh, um, uh, the the WWE Women's Division is better. I'll get to it with Charlotte 
Flair wrestling than not. I really do. Should she be a babyface? No. I think babyface Charlotte Flair sucks. Her strength is being a heel. Play to her heel, her heel strengths. It's it, that that really bothers me. But I've ranted on this before. Not tonight. Then we had Roman Reigns uh, defeating Kevin Owens in a TLC match to retain the WWE Universal Championship. And oh, I love this match. I thought it was fantastic. I really think it was fantastic. Um, this match ruled from absolutely top to bottom. Uh, Kevin Owens was absolutely the perfect opponent for Roman Reigns. There's not much to, sh- to say in this. The monologues were at a minimum, you know, not too much exposition. We understood what was going on. Jey Uso got involved, but Kevin Ooh, Owens yeah. is just the guy who would not give up. I love this match. If you haven't had a chance to check out this main event, this absolute gem of a main event from WWE this year, go ahead and do it. This is kind of into must-see territory. It was fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, Mr. Fantastic uh, with a very generous super chat. Wow, uh, I'm floored. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, <laughs> that That's... that's um, I really appreciate this. <laughs> He says, ah, it wouldn't let me add a message. Anyways, I appreciate you keeping me company this year, Warren. My pleasure. Thank you for for being here uh, all these uh, all this time. He says, can I get a Tokyo pimp from you? Of course. <laughs> and there's another guy who's not on the Wrestle Kingdom card. Yujiro Takahashi. The Tokyo pimp. But maybe there's a reason why he's not on the card, though, in his case. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank I really, really appreciate it. Um, I um, very, very much appreciate it. Uh, let's go through a couple of super chats since uh, since we're at it here as well. Anakin left us a couple. Thank you very much, Anakin. I appreciate those very much as well. Uh, he says uh, first super chat is Warren Hayes wants Cedric to get laid. <laughs> yeah, I do. I I do. Keep winning, man. That's awesome stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 pro getting laid. Just just so all of you know, I, I'm putting that out there. I I am I am on the side of getting laid as opposed to the opposite. Anakin's other super chat uh, says uh, they already had Lana hobbling uh, to get replaced by a horsewoman once already. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Like so, this has been done before. Lana B. So whenever Lana gets into a big spot, this is what we need to start keeping our eyes out for. Whenever she gets into a big spot, big match, we need to to check. Oh, is she just gonna get? And finally, they closed off the evening with the the Firefly Inferno match, where Randy Orton de- defeated Bray Wyatt. There wasn't a ref. Anyway, well, the whole setup was very over the top WWE right but it doesn't it doesn't bother me that much you know cuz we've seen we've seen you know um inferno matches before you know with the fire around the ring and I was like okay now 
Now there's no audience and shit, so they're going all out and they're doing as much as they can. I found they put the fire to use in interesting ways. You know, it wasn't like mid-90s FMW kind of shit, you know, where with, with you know, uh, landmines around the ring and exploding bar- barbed wire ropes and, you know, shit like that. You know, Terry Funk wasn't there. Mick Foley, Onita, they weren't, you know, it wasn't wild like that. But, you know, in the context in which WWE functions and gravitates, I thought they did a pretty good job. I really, I, I really do. Um, I didn't miss your super chat, Anakin. I'm coming to it. There's a, there's a method to the madness. Um, the, the, um, I didn't think it was that big. I, 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 I know a lot of people absolutely hated it. I know a lot of people don't, don't understand the ending and I don't either. And I, and I love after how WWE sort of dances around the idea of calling it death. You know, they never say he killed a man or he was burned alive. You know, it's exactly like when Undertaker would lose buried alive matches. And was like, well, Undertaker was buried alive, but they'll never say, you know, Undertaker visibly was murdered. You know, they never say that. They just, they, they skirt around it. And, and you, the mental gymnastics that go into avoiding saying a word, but saying the stuff that happened without saying outright, he burned him alive. Well, they did say burned him alive. Tom Phillips did say that on, on, on Monday night, but the point here is it's very WWE-ish, but I hope, this is what I hope happens. With, what, with the segment that they did on Monday on top of that, I hope Bray Wyatt disappears for a while. And they really do they really do the Undertaker stuff with with him. The, the same type of under, Undertaker stuff. He goes away for a while, he comes back, he has a different color scheme, and people are excited to see him again because we haven't seen him in a while. I I think that one of the biggest problems that we have with Ooh, a lot of wrestlers yeah. is that uh companies book the same wrestlers week after week after week after week, or especially WWE. And they don't give us time to miss them, you know? And when a wrestler goes away for a few months, he comes back. We're like, oh, this guy, this gal is back. We're excited to see them, you know, kind of thing. And I think it's cool. I think it's cool to do that. But as it stands, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I think I think it, uh, some the fiend some time away, let, let us miss him, let things scooch off. And then... We get back to uh, we get back to feeling good about him being back, kind of thing. I'm okay with it, but I mean, I don't know exactly what I watched, and there wasn't a referee. Was this you know? And I you know, and I I remember tweeting it out, and someone said, "Is this is this match unsanctioned by WWE?" I was like, "Well, for an unsanctioned match, they sure put a lot of fucking effort into it." <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how you, like, there wasn't a bell. There was nothing. It was all right. You know, may, but I understand how they, ha- like, I wouldn't have put it at the end. Ending with Roman and KO would have been perfect. But I understand why they had to put it on at the end. Like, how do you follow murder? <laughs> what What kind of match can follow that? <laughs> Uh, 
Um, DGMC left us a super chat. Thank you very much, DGMC. He says, Bray will return smoking with wild thing blaring. <laughs> he'll pull out his corpse. You know, the old corpse, the old skin, and he'll put it in the ring. And then he'll kneel on it. And <laughs> um... So I don't have I, I I I don't have much thoughts other like on on, but here's here's the final thought on which I want to wrap up on here, in regards to TLC, and it's something I've started talking a little more about on this. But I think again this is a very good example. Do we need to watch Raw and SmackDown if the pay per views are this good? Because again I think in a vacuum. You look at this, like I keep saying, in 15, 20 years from now, when we start retro-reviewing this era of wrestling, we're going to pull out TLC, just whoop, TLC 2020. Yeah, seems to me it was a good show. We're going to watch it. We're going to sit down. We're going to be like, you know what? This was a damn fine show, aside from the uh, Kevin, o uh, maybe the, aside maybe from the, uh, from the Orton Bray stuff, which was a little weird, because we, and ultimately... This is what's most infuriating about the WWE product is that you let the wrestlers wrestle, you let them do their thing, and you get good evenings of pro wrestling that you just watch and you enjoy, as opposed to watching Monday Night Raw, where I think someone gave me a, a statistic earlier this week on Twitter saying that Raw this week had 55 minutes of wrestling on a three-hour show. That makes no sense to me. And, and, and it, that's, that's not why I watch wrestling. It's, it, so, so that's the thing. And I think this is going to turn into one of my broken records moving forward where you really should question your, we should really question what's the point of watching Ron Smackdown on a weekly basis if we turn around and we get pay-per-views with really great action in it and regardless of the storyline regardless of the build because the builds are shit most of the most of the time or not very good or could use a little more time like i don't think there's one match let me just make sure before i say something absolutely preposterous here no you know there's not there's there's maybe drew versus j aj excuse me but there's not a match on this card that was reliant on the build, where the build made the match more interesting, better. I think every, I think you can make a compelling argument for Drew versus AJ Styles. I'm, I'm a little, I'm 50-50 on this. But the build for Carmella and Sasha was shit. The Hurt Business and The New Day, we had them fight in iterations for five weeks, week after week. So the build didn't help. Asuka, Flair, Shayna, Nia, uh, the build had nothing to do with the end result. Roman, Reign and, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, despite the fact that it was one of the most interesting things to watch on SmackDown, you didn't need the whole build up to this. Randy Orton and The Fiend, that's, to me, it's a whole other story. It's, it's something else. I'm, wonder, I'm really wondering if you need... WWE all that much uh, weekly programming if the to 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 get interested on the um to to keep the uh to keep everything interesting on, on the pay-per-views I would argue you don't 
Anakin left us a super chat a little earlier on. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, please rant for three minutes. Please rant for three minutes on Bailey beating Bianca Friday. Three minutes, huh? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't think... Oh, by the way, Kristen Ashley is in the chat. First lady of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. Hello, darling. Good to see you. And Ben is here as well. Good to see you, Ben. Um... So, um, so here we go. The, the problem that we're having, the, the problem that we have with Bailey pinning Bianca Belair in their first singles match on free television is that we are clearly entering a situation where, uh, uh where the, um, uh, we're, we're entering a situation where these women are going to 50-50 each other for a long, long time. And the problem, Ooh, yeah. the problem or the situation here that we've been saying for weeks is you don't, WWE can't build stars. It doesn't want to build stars. It's incapable. It doesn't feel like it. Bailey should absolutely be in a position to be like, Hey, you know what? Let's get Bianca over. Let's work and make this make make Bianca sort of a, a hill that she has to climb. Sure, okay. Bianca uh Bailey uh, uh number 1 on the PWI's women's top 100 list. She had a fantastic year. Longest reigning SmackDown champion. She lost the title. She could be in a in a mental in mental disarray. You know why she's in mental disarray? She still has the captain armband from uh, Survivor Series. She's still hanging on to it. She's still referring to herself as the captain. So you know something's not quite right. She could have. She could start slipping, or she could in, encounter a wrestler who just has her number. Bianca could be just like, dude, I can beat you anytime, anywhere, and it's true. And Bailey sort of has to do whatever she can to try and beat her or maybe learn down the road how to beat her. But that takes sports-centric storytelling, which is something that WWE doesn't like to do. They because I, they like to say that wins and losses don't matter, but ultimately they do. Because if they didn't, they would see that Bianca Belair is a force to be reckoned with. She is exactly the type of wrestler that they need to sort of push push forward into a more modern era to try and get a new type of viewership but no they're still gonna waffle her and uh and have bailey lose when bailey could definitely take the hit christ bailey's been taking the hit since she's been called up on raw on main roster that's all she's been doing is a series of hits until she started doing her heel turn so she's fine as a heel. She'll be absolutely okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to skip a little bit here. Because I'm... Listen, there's a couple of things I wasn't expecting to talk about. Peruge. So uh, so we're going to leave WWE uh, behind for now. We're going to move into AEW te territory. We're going to start... Here's what we're going... We're going to... Uh, Okay, we're going to do this here. Warm soda, this puppy here. Um, we're going to talk about the the NBA lead-in, <laughs> which was clearly a, a topic, right? 
It's been it's been the talking point since it happened last night. AW last night, uh, the, the holiday bash show started immediately after the NBA. Uh, there was there was a, uh, an NBA match, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, and the the lead in to this to this match right was Chris Jericho and MJF versus Top Flight. Now, the double-edged sword that you have with putting Chris Jericho uh, on the... Um, putting Chris Jericho on uh, on first, straight off the bat, is, is this. On one hand, you have people who know who, 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 he, who he is, who he was. And this was clearly demonstrated. Look, of course, this is in... Is it, I'm talking about this because of the... Uh, Viral reaction that this whole situation generated, uh, that that this whole situation generated uh, on Twitter, where NBA Twitter started making fun of Chris Jericho, how old he looked, called him fat, so on and so forth. So this is what I want to talk about. But clearly, you know, the first thing is that you want to put Chris Jericho on TV because people know who he is, right? And I think we got the proof of that last night. People, uh, people are there. So the thinking for AEW is here. Hey, remember, maybe you used to watch wrestling not that long ago. Remember when this guy was on TV? They're like, oh yeah, that guy. But Jericho's, and I like to call it the demo bod between you. And I, um, it was very much the talk of the town. As I said, people were fat shaming and whatnot. Now, NBA Twitter's got jokes. That's fine. Hell, you know, they'll, you know, they, they'll drag LeBron. That's not a problem, you know? Um, now the big question here that we have to sort of talk about is, was the situation here made out to be bigger than really what it is? Yes and no, which is why I'm warm soda, warm soda-ing this situation here. Um, it's not, first of all, no, it's, it's, it's not being made a, a, a bigger thing and I, because Here's in marketing, if you never try anything, if you never attempt something, you'll get complacent. You got to take risks on some you you have to take, you have to try stuff out, you have to take risks. That's in, invariably what the very basis of doing marketing is. So, AEW is like lead in from uh from the NBA, let's see what we can do with our show here, Chris Jericho, people know who he is. Turns out maybe wasn't that great a reaction. Maybe wasn't all that good an idea. But the idea was let's not get complacent. Let's try something. And that clearly didn't work. So we're going to take a couple of steps back and we're going to think about it some more. And honestly, uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times. This is what I do for a living. PR, marketing. So I've done stuff in marketing that didn't work that I was convinced would stick and didn't. And I'm like, okay. So then you figure out why it didn't work and you don't do it again or you do something else. Okay. So we'll see what happens moving forward on this end. Uh, but I also think that it is being a, that, that, that it should be a big deal. It should be treated like a big deal because I kind of wonder if AW really understands its audience or the audience they want to attract. I I, oh, yeah. I honestly I question the idea 
of putting an older guy to a lead in when you're coming off when your lead in, excuse me, is coming off a uh, programming with that attracts young male viewers. Maybe this isn't exactly the balance you wanted. And I, I really think AEW misjudged its audience terribly. But on, a, on another level as well, and give me a quick second here, because there's a little clip here, I'd, uh, a little audio clip I'd like to play for, for all of you. And it's uh, it's from uh, uh, independent wrestling uh, announcer, ring announcer, jack of all trades, Jay Rose. If you follow independent wrestling, uh, you've definitely heard of him. Uh, he put out an audio clip earlier today on Twitter, which I thought was really, really interesting. Uh, I reached out to him uh, because uh, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, do you mind if I play it on my show tonight? He said, no, man, go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, so I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jay Rose. Um because he he gives a whole other side to this one, which as a white guy, I'm a little, uh, it, it, it's a perspective that I don't necessarily have, but the one that he has, I think is extremely justifiable. Very, very interesting. Let's give it a listen, if you don't mind. Let me speak on this, because y'all, y'all, y'all making me so mad. <laughs> Before anybody gets in, gets in my face, like, oh, why is it always a black thing with you? Because in this, specifically this situation, it is a black thing. This is the goddamn NBA we're talking about, bro. The NBA. Black people watch the NBA. Everybody watches the NBA, but black people specifically watch the NBA. That's what we do, okay? To send out somebody who was popular when they were young, but is currently nowhere near the shape or magic that he once was. And to retain viewership from the National Basketball Association was a mistake. Because black people would have gotten enough jokes anyways. If it was, no matter who it was, we would have gotten enough jokes. Uh, if it was Santana and Ortiz, they would have talked about how they look like they dress at Jimmy Jazz. If it was Powerhouse Hobbs, they would have made jokes about uh, how he's stronger than Hot Cheeto Breath. Like, it doesn't matter, but those people would have retained viewers. Earlier in the year, one of the, like, biggest non, like, a wrestling tweet that blew up that was not in the wrestling bubble was a video of Orange Cassidy doing a dive in his hands in his pockets. My friends who do not watch wrestling, who despise wrestling, were showing me this, like, damn, this guy is cool. But nobody knows that because there's nobody researching what the demographic outside of people who are already wrestling fans want. There's nobody who's black in the room making the decisions. This should have been a grand opportunity to introduce AEW to an entirely new audience. But instead, they fumbled it because they're only thinking about what wrestling fans want. And instead of trying to make new fans, they're only trying to retain the same ones that are battling with the other company with no black people in decision-making positions. It's not hard. Damn. I find it very difficult to argue with that. I find it really, really difficult to argue with that. Follow uh, J Rose on uh, on Twitter at this is J like the letter J Rose. Uh, he's uh, fantastic, and thank you again. Uh, some extremely salient points. No one, no one, no black people making decisions, and then they're fighting against the other company who doesn't have any any black people making decisions either. Very, very salient points. Thank you very much. 
All right, we got a couple of super chats. First of all, first of all, Alex McCarthy joins us tonight, wishing me a Merry Christmas. Keep doing what you're doing. You quiz sensation. That's me, quiz hall of famer. That's right, because I squashed Kristen Ashley on live radio. That's right. We talked about this not that long ago. I appreciate you coming in, Alex, to talk about this. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> That's good stuff. Want to say hello to Cyclops better than Wolverine, which is still a very controversial username, but good to see you. Thank you for uh, for joining us. We also got Rick Poling here as well and Marco Dominguez, who left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. A little earlier on talking about WWE he says they say being WWE, they say wins and losses don't matter, but then the champs never feel like they're the best at what they do, which is very true. Merry Christmas, more and Merry Christmas to you, Marco. But that's very true. And it's something that me and Evan, um, uh, Evan Wright, we talk about in the Discord. You know, one of the weirdest things to do in WWE is you, if you want a shot at the champion, you have to defeat the champion in a non-title match. So if you're always beating the champions in non-title matches to get to the title matches, it just feels weird, right? It doesn't, uh, it, it, it doesn't, as the kids say, it doesn't quite track. <laughs> Um, Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you again, Anakin. I appreciate it. He says, I'm only watching pay-per-views, WWE pay-per-views, again, as we were talking about a little earlier. And he says, I, f I, I feel I miss nada in regards to the weekly programming of WWE. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I, I feel like my opinion has some, has some legs there. Thank you, Anakin, for giving me some expert opinion here. And our boy Throwback left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Throwback. Wishes us a happy, have a good Christmas, guys. Been a rough go with me, Al. We hope you have a great Christmas. Throwback, hang in there, buddy. But thank you, everyone. And Jason PS3 is here as well. Good to see you. Appreciate everyone. I'm uh, like, I, I'm floored at how many of you are here tonight. I really, really am. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, you guys. I'm... Uh, I'm 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 deeply deeply humbled. Trust me. Um, but you know, since we're talking about uh, last night's um, last night's uh, 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 AEW, because that's kind of where we're at. Just some overall thoughts. Um, I thought the Young Bucks versus the Acclaimed was uh, was was uh, was pretty good. Thought it was good. I thought the Young Bucks uh, brought the Acclaimed to a a really good match. The match that the Acclaimed had last week against SCU didn't feel like they were quite there yet. It, far from being a bad tag team, but it kind of felt like uh, there's a little more, a little more, a little more refining that was needed here. But look at that! You you put them in the in the ring with the Young Bucks, and uh, and the Jacksons really took care of them. Everything went right. I really liked the video that they did, the diss track that they did on the Young Bucks. I thought it was entertaining. I liked it better than the uh, uh, than the in-ring uh, bars that they uh, that they do. I thought this was really really good. Um, so um, so yeah, it's fantastic stuff. Uh, I, it was a really good match. I thought I enjoyed myself. I I, I enjoyed myself. Uh, Good on the uh, on the young bucks for elevating a, a new team like that. I think uh, I think whoops, why did that all go? Uh, they, uh, good on them for um, for elevating a new team like that. It's fantastic, but uh, um, 
you know, they'll everything will be fine. The acclaimed will be fine. They have a they uh they have a they have a brilliant career. They were trained by um uh Jeff um not Jeff <laughs> I was gonna call it Jeff Hawkins. Don't they if they were trained by Jeff Hawkins, they'd be a lot more sardonic than than that. No, they were trained by uh um uh Kurt Hawkins. Um and uh and it shows. I mean, these guys came out, came out the gate TV ready, good for them. Uh the Sting and Darby stuff I thought was really, really fun. I really thought I really, really enjoyed the um the the Sting and Darby uh, stuff like the fact that it was a bit of a story bump I was like okay now we're moving into territory here Team Taz is coming in and they're challenging and uh, clearly um, Darby Allen now can teleport as well he can boom he can appear in the ring too sort of like his old like kind of like his dad Sting does if anything if there's anything that they're going to do with Sting is it's going to put Darby Allen over that being said. I think it's time that Darby has. I think it's time that Darby has some TNT title matches on Dynamite. I think it's about time though that we get that we get into uh, that we get into that groove. Don't you guys think? Not again. Uh, the segment last night, I loved it. I thought it was great. I want to say hello to Burke Macklin, who's on. Who's in the chat? Good to see you. And uh, Kiwi Rob from all the way over in New Zealand, which is when they're already on Christmas Day there. Thank you very much for popping in, Kiwi Rob, and Merry Christmas to you too. And our boy Ben left us a super chat. Thank you very much. It says four beers in plus Warren Stream equals pleasant Christmas Eve. We're going to have to take your phone from you soon, Ben, just in case you start texting out weird shit like Brian Alvarez was doing last night. What the hell was that? Brian Alvarez drunk on Twitter is not something I... Ah, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> was a, that didn't didn't do it for me. So I'm going to try and save you from being alvarez Ben. <laughs> um, so yeah, but let's talk about a couple of things maybe in, a, in, a, in detail a little more. First of all, Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Thank you very much for the super chat. Says Cage has the charisma of a toaster. <laughs> We're talking about Brian Cage, of course. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, charisma's not his strong, his, uh, his strong uh, suit, right? He's, uh, his, his, his biceps are his charisma. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Want to say hello to Trey Deuce. Good to see you. Welcome to uh, welcome to the chat and appreciate it. You're the man. You're the man with the strong big arms like Brian Cage. Hopefully you don't have the charisma of a toaster tray. <laughs> um I want to talk about uh I, I want to talk about two things real quick cuz I, I do want to move on to the tears stuff uh which uh which hopefully will be a good time. Um the um I've got uh I've got pack um uh, Pack and the Butcher, which you know, I just got excited at the thought of it. And if you were watching the pre the, the pre stream last night, or the preview show, I should say, last night that I do uh, on Wednesdays at seven thirty, I was I, I got so I got so hot I had to pour water over myself. 
I love it. And and this match was was exactly what I expected it to be. You know what? Pac, well, okay, Pac was great for the Butcher. And the Butcher has gotten better. And he, he's gotten leaner. And I, I think I say this every time. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think I say this every time. His cro- The Butcher's crossbody is the best thing. Because he really just like launches himself. There's no finesse to it. He's just like, I am going to hurl my body at you sir and it's going to be very unpleasant i love it it's one of the most fun things on uh on 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 AEW when he does that i i love it i really do um the question that i'm going to throw in here is because lance archer got involved again and i wonder what the logic not necessarily the storyline logic but the logic of um the logic of just booking Lance Archer into the situation where we really should be letting Eddie Kingston and Pac do their thing and have their magic, right? Right now, Lance Archer feels like a third wheel. He doesn't he doesn't feel like like it, it, he feels shoehorned into the situation. And, and and I'm not like excited to see it. I'm like, every time he pops out during this feud, I'm like, oh, that's right, Lance Archer's involved in this. You know, I'm not I'm not stoked about it. Because the thing that got me stoked about this was Eddie and Pack beating the shit out of each other, and Lance Archer just feels like one gear too many in this machine, and the machine is sort of it works. But it's not as smooth as you'd expect it. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Otherwise, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I like Sean Spears stuff as well. You know, I like the I, I like that promo that he cut. Clearly, Tully Blanchard has fired him or he left or whatever. And because he's like, why am I here? You know, he relates with Tony who left the business for 15 years because it was burned out. And he tosses the black glove, which was his new gimmick, his new thing, right? Just tosses it away. And he says, the letters on the marquee have changed, but he sees the the same ceiling in AEW than he had up north. He says he's hearing the same type of verbiage uh, that uh, Tony Khan and his favorite EVP, Cody, put him in like a holding pattern. Uh, and he bails on the interview, telling Tony Schiavone, you tell... You tell management, I'll be back when I damn well when I damn well want. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting, you know. I because it's also a criticism that a lot of people have been having online, right? Sean Spears came into fanfare, cracked the chair across Cody's skull and all that stuff, and they're not doing anything with him. He's, you know, he even had Tully Blanchard on his uh, on his underwear at some point. So what is the situation? I. I kind of like it where he's like, I came from greener pastures and the pastures, pastures are exactly the same. Tony did ask, maybe you're the problem. And he's like, fuck off, Tony. I'm not the problem. And where and it could clearly be him the problem at this point, right? I like that segment too. Um, And um, just as a quick uh, footnote before we, we move on, Mercedes Martinez is back on NXT. 
Mercedes Martinez is back on NXT. And boy, did she kick the shit out of Io Shirai. I am so happy. I can't even begin to tell you guys how much, how thrilled I am that Mercedes Martinez is not in the retribution angle, that she is back in, in NXT in a place where, uh, where I feel like she belongs. I'm pretty sure she feels the same way. Convinced that her skills will be showcased properly as opposed to up on main. She apparently had to sit down with creative and said, guys, this retribution thing, it ain't working for me. Send me back to NXT. And apparently everything was done very, very nicely. No, uh, no heat on her at all. Good. Good. And I think that's a testament. Like, of course we weren't there, but we we could all recall a time not that long ago that if you were like if you stood up to creative or Vince and said I don't want your idea they'd be like okay we're gonna fire you and then where do you go right you don't go anywhere else so maybe Mercedes is just like nah man I'm gonna call your bluff because I've got other, there are other places where I can work right now and I can understand that she'd probably want to stay in NXT I mean this is a woman who's been. Uh, who's been running the indies for 20 years, probably feels nice not to have to travel, you know, every other day, always be on the road, in airplanes, airports, so on and so forth. Just sit in Florida, go into work, come out to work, go home. At some point, I feel like it's something you kind of covet once you've been in the business as long as she has. I can appreciate that. So maybe to her, it's more like regardless there are other places where i can go and work right i love mercedes martinez i i think she's one of the greatest women's wrestlers that we've that north america has ever produced i really sincerely believe that and she's super nice on top of that plus she could kick my ass <laughs> what can you do that's it but it's true those are all the qualities i look for in a, in a wrestler that I appreciate. Are they good in the ring? Are they nice? Can they kick my ass? <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. That's it. Let's wrap this one up. That was the weekly Re wrestling inspection. There we go. Thank you, Ben. Ben has been a musical creative force behind the Mr. Warren Hayes show this year, providing this jingle, providing the uh, uh, the um, uh, the Owen Hart homage at the uh, at the start of the stream. Uh, the, if you're here early enough to listen to the pre-roll, that's Ben who does that. Looking forward to your first EP to drop, Ben. So, folks, I think what we're going to do right now is wrap this up. For uh, for the last Mr. Warren Hayes show of 2020, um, it's been it's been a fantastic year. Uh, lots of stuff happening uh, that happened this year uh, for me, and uh, um, and I'm I'm thrilled that you guys are still around for for the ride. Um, and things have been on on the upswing and growing, and uh, and I owe it all to you. I owe, I you know as much as I like sitting in front of a microphone and talking about wrestling, if I did it to to no one, uh, it wouldn't be quite as fun. You guys show up every Thursday, 
to come and chat. Then you guys show up on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays when I do the pre-shows. On weekends when I do the the when I do the um uh the prediction shows and whenever you guys show up and I appreciate you all and I doubly appreciate you taking the time out of your Christmas holiday uh to to come and join me tonight. So thank you all so much and I hope you have a lovely lovely Christmas whatever whatever el- uh, other holiday you observe. I hope you enjoy it. Please stay safe and look out for each other. Join us on Saturday in the Discord if you want. If you're getting a little bored, you're wondering what to do, you need a break from your family, whatever. We're going to be watching wrestling pretty much from noon onwards. We've got 10 hours of wrestling to watch. So we'll be around at the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord. The link is in the description. Uh, Thank you all. Thank you all so very much. And uh, I'm super excited to see you guys once again uh, over in 2020. Um... Ah, I think I've said it all. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you this weekend if you want to pop in. But the Mr. Warren Hayes show proper will be back uh, two weeks from now once we hit January officially. Thank you all so much for joining me this evening, everyone. It was a pleasure. I'll see you next time.